even in the beginning was acting, like acting like this parent that I wanted to be. And on the inside, not, I wasn't really a match on the inside. But the more I acted and was able to take on that role, the more it became authentic. Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, we speak with Emily Mays about her unexpected journey into motherhood and how she helps moms be the parent they want to be through respectful parenting. Before this episode begins, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. And I also just want to talk about the event that we just wrapped up in November that we'll be doing again in April. This event is for mamas who are either currently trying to conceive, are pregnant, or in the early postpartum stage and may have some trauma in their life that they're looking to release. We go through 30 ways in 30 days of how to heal your trauma. You'll get a workbook, you'll get put in a group of other mamas who are feeling similar emotions, and you'll listen to the daily mini episodes of the podcast that correspond to this unique experience. I hope that you know that you are not alone in this and that you deserve this time to heal. My hope is for you to become more aware of yourself and the strength that you have in motherhood. Allow yourself the time to look deeper and heal so that you can be more present and look at motherhood in a whole new way. If you want more information on this, please go to the Entering Motherhood website or feel free to reach out to me with any questions. And with that, let's get this episode started. So hello and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I'm super excited to have you here tonight and, you know, really just get this conversation going. So how about you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Emily, and thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and that we were able to connect. So my name is Emily Mays, and I am a respectful parenting coach. And right now I have a three-month program all about helping moms to be the parent that they really want to be. I feel like we are just, we're inundated with information and my program really supports moms with the information that we need. It's systematically designed to actually support you and we give you the support for that. Tell us about you, like what led you, you know, down this path of helping moms, you know, your own personal story and everything like that. I myself had a pretty traumatic childhood. My mom used a lot of drugs and I was neglected and abused. It was a pretty rough upbringing, but I had a way out when I was in kindergarten. I moved in with my dad and stepmom and they were good parents. They did, you know, all the right, right things. (laughs) I'm using quotations here, (laughs) Um, but they were very traditional and I had definitely had a lot of damage done. You know, the trauma had already occurred from the first six years of my life. And the traditional parenting methods did not work for me. They really just alienated me from my parents. And so 
because of all of that, specifically the my early childhood, I always wanted to help kids because I had a way out. I wanted to give other kids a way out, but I never wanted kids of my own. So I became a teacher. I spent five years teaching and then I found out I was pregnant and I was devastated, like terrified. I just knew I was going to screw my kid up just like I was screwed up. Um, I was very aware of how cyclical everything could be, how and how hard those generational patterns are to break. So I really just dove in to all things parenting. And I use my background in education and psychology to really make sense of what works. There's a lot of parenting advice that just doesn't make sense knowing what we know about people and what we know about childhood development. So I really started piecing things together. I really was leaning more towards like the attachment parenting style, gentle parenting, that type of thing. And once I had my son, I was really, like I said, trying to do the attachment parenting thing. And I realized that it was a lot and there wasn't a lot of support for that at all. And I realized really early on, like, I'm going to lose my dang mind if if this is the way it's going to be. <laughs> so I just continued diving into the parenting stuff and I fell upon rye parenting. And that is what I base most of my parenting perspective on. And I feel like that unlocked my intuition, my parenting intuition. And I was just like, oh, this makes sense. And from there, I started a blog about natural health, natural living. And then I realized the parenting perspective is where I could really help parents. You know, there's like a billion natural health blogs and people out there. So I was like, oh, parenting, this is where they need me. And then it's kind of all come full circle because now I still get to help kids through more directly through helping their parents and saving them from the trauma that was done. So instead of like saving them from the trauma later, I get to save them and work with their parents from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. There's so much there to unpack and really talk about. And, you know, I love that, you know, you were even said, you know, you were terrified when you found out you were pregnant. And that wasn't the route that you thought that you were going to go. But like, look at you now. And like, here you are. And you are parenting, you're helping parents. And like, it's really led you to where you're supposed to be. So I think, you know, that's a very common feeling, like even people that are planning pregnancy and such to be terrified, like, oh my gosh, wait, no, how am I going to do this? You know, how am I going to raise this kid? And especially how you were talking about that generational cycles and things and such, like, it's so hard, like when you're used to being raised a certain way, you believe like, okay, here's my kids, they're going to come into this world. And I am going to raise them like I was raised. Or, you know, like sometimes if it was a very traumatic childhood, or certain things happen, and you're like, okay, I don't want to do it that way. But now you're lost of like, well, if it's not that way, which way do I do it? So, you know, how about you jump into you were talking about the attachment parenting 
and um, like all of that. And then, you know, what was the type of parenting that you said? Rye Parenting Resources for Infant Educators. And it was brought to America by a lady named Magda Gerber. And it was originally founded by a lady named Emmy Pickler, I think in Hungary, Germany. And she used it with kids in foster homes, like orphanages. And with this parenting program, looking into the future, their outcomes, they came out like normal. So of course that resonated to me, like these kids that are going through this severe trauma, they're still turning out okay. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of times we hear, you know, that like, zero to seven. Like that's when a lot of stuff is happening. That's when a lot of things are being ingrained into our, you know, personality, mind, subconscious, things like that. So really focusing on even early, early postpartum, you know, as soon as they come out, we can start being able to implement these ways of parenting. And, you know, I can even see it, my daughter's two, And there are things that we have tried to kind of like establish in the beginning and we mess up. We're not perfect at it. You know, our language and things that we're saying and doing and using, you know, we're still kind of like tweaking it. But if you start as soon as they're born, like just getting into that pattern and, and working in that way of thinking and how you're going to raise them when they are walking and talking and doing these things and being able to communicate with you. It's going to, I feel, be an easier transition when you get to that point. Yes, totally. Like it's so much easier to just create a good relationship and good habits in the beginning than trying to break bad habits later, which like you said, none of us are perfect. We are all going to mess up and do things that we don't want to do. But one of my big things is like, don't look at that as a failure. Look at it as a lesson. Look at that as how how you want to do better, how you can support yourself. Where do you want to go? Instead of just ruminating on the guilt or feeling bad for what you did wrong or what you don't like. So when you, you know, had found out that you were pregnant and were, you know, entering motherhood and all these things are going on and you were kind of doing that research yourself, did you know that early on, like, I want to be able to help other moms or it was it not until, you know, like a certain time postpartum that you really were like, wait, this is what I want to be doing? Yeah, it was not, I did not plan to go this route (laughs) at all. And kind of like you were saying, now it's like, wow, I was meant to be a mom. I was meant to do this. So I, like I said, I'd started a blog about natural health stuff, that sort of thing. And then I just started talking to moms on Instagram and kind of giving advice that aligned with this respectful parenting approach. And then I started to realize, these moms need help and this method works and I can help other moms with this. And I was noticing a huge disconnect too. Like you were saying, like we all get this idea of like, okay, I don't want to do this, but what do I do instead? And that's, that's huge. You know, like when you just don't know what you want to do or what you don't want to do, you don't know what you do want to do. And then in so many situations, that leaves you falling back on what you don't want to do simply because that's what you know 
it's natural. It's automatic. That's how you were raised. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's so easy to kind of just fall back on what we know and what we're used to, what we're comfortable with. And it's like, okay, this is really hard. You know, I'm struggling with this. Like this can't be the way that people, you know, how do you get around like not yelling at your kid or how do you not get frustrated when like that's the only way that I'm I'm used to or like, you know, used to seeing or used to seeing, you know, other people handle their kids and things like that. And so I think it takes a lot to really push ourselves to be able to want to do the things that maybe we either know is is going to be more beneficial or like we really do want, but it's so easy to fall back into that, you know, comfort zone. So what do you kind of suggest early on in motherhood for moms that are like struggling, like, you know, they want to break those generational cycles. They want to do something different for their children. They want a different way. Like, what do you kind of suggest? How do you help them? What does that process look like? For new moms, I would recommend really educating themselves. And that would be whether you read a book or take a course, because a lot of moms, they'll go into like these Facebook groups and you're getting, you're getting good advice sometimes, but it's incomplete. So when you read the whole book or take the whole course and really invest in that, you are getting the solid foundational knowledge. And that in itself is going to help you navigate. It helps you know where you want to go and really get your long-term vision, if that makes sense. And so that is a huge piece of my program. We start out with the basic foundational knowledge. We look at childhood development. We look at attachment. We look at what it actually means to be a respectful parent. So you get it in your mindset and you start, you know, really like how you want to be as a parent, how you want to act. Yeah. And how important do you think it is to, you know, find other parents that are in that similar mindset or or space or just time frame of life that, you know, like maybe like I was saying, like your your family's raising their kids a certain way and that's not necessarily how you want or all your friends don't have kids or they're raising their kids in a different way. How have you seen, you know, like surrounding yourself with like-minded parents as as being beneficial? There are so many benefits to it, that's for sure. Just again navigating this, having someone to encourage you, validate you, say, "Hey, I get it. This is hard because this is hard work, especially when your family doesn't get it or they're not on board. A lot of times our parents take insult that we're trying to do something different and they take it as you directly saying, hey, you are a bad parent. And well, that's not all of us are saying that or trying to imply that. <laughs> it's like, hey, there's new information. I'm trying to do something different. So having those other people just to model it. Because again, if you don't know, you've never seen this in action, actually implementing it 
that's another piece of the puzzle. Like you can have all the knowledge, but then when things get tough and especially as they start getting a little older, like past the immediate postpartum stage, but we're getting into where they're mobile and they can't really talk, but they're communicating and we don't know what they're saying. And they're starting to throw temper tantrums. Like that's, it's hard. Or even teething or when they get sick, or if you're trying to figure out how to get them to sleep on their own. And we're in a society where I feel like so many of us are just like told to sleep train. And so just having that support, having someone to give you advice and let you know that you're not alone, creating those connections. And it's the like-minded connections are huge too. Um, Like I've personally had to end friendships because of the way they treated their kids. And for me, with my upbringing, it was very upsetting to me. And I realized I was leaving every interaction feeling sad, just so sad for her kids, you know, and I love her. She's an amazing woman. And she was actually like one of my best friends. And I had, it was really hard for me to be like, Hey, like I can't continue this because that's not good for me. And it was modeling a type of parent I don't want to be and leaving me feeling bad. Then when it came to relating to my kids and seeing, letting them see other kids being treated like that, that's just not what we wanted or needed in our lives. So I hope that doesn't sound harsh, but. (laughs) No, I mean, it can be very triggering when, you know, you yourself have had these traumatic experiences and it is, you know, bringing back emotions and, and feelings of such. And like you said, like you didn't feel comfortable being around like that sort of scenario and setting and things like that. And, you know, I think that also, you know, circles back around to how you were saying, like, not all of us are saying like our parents did it wrong or bad or anything, but there's new developments, there's new research being done, there's new things being talked about, there's different ways of communicating with your children that we weren't quite aware of before that we're seeing is more beneficial. And, you know, it's not that they did anything wrong. It's just we have the ability to improve and and learn more and educate ourselves. And I think that's something that I'm always interested in just finding out even just the way that we talk to our kids. I think, you know, it's important to speak to them like they are people. It's not, oh, you're too young to understand or you don't get it or, you know, there's a lot of things that we are saying and even my daughter being two, she repeats it. She knows what we're saying. She's able to comprehend and understand. So even before they're vocal, you have to understand like that's going on. They're starting to process, learn language, like interpret body language, everything along those lines. And I think if we're addressing them in the proper way, it's just like I said, it's going to be easier to get better at it as we get older and get to the phase of them throwing tantrums and (laughs) acting out. And if we're used to being in that more calming, gentle, accepting way, we're not going to be as quick to maybe lash out or, or get frustrated because we've already 
been kind of like prepping ourselves for those moments. And I think that's like what I really like to kind of like highlight is like, like this is a learning experience for us. Like as much as we want to teach our kids, like we also are learning new ways and new things ourselves. So how do you kind of like, what words of advice do you have for moms that are having a hard time with maybe friends or family that just doesn't get it? They don't understand like, oh, why don't you just put them in their room or or lay them down or let them do that? Like when there's a certain way that you want to parent and somebody isn't being accepting or respectful of your parenting style, what are some ways that you kind of like help moms through those moments? Oh, those can be so hard. (laughs) And I remember a few of those. (laughs) So one, going back to just that education, like if you are educated, you know what you want to do. And kind of off of what you were mentioning, we have all this new information, but we also are seeing the detrimental impacts of the like mainstream traditional ways of parenting. And so many of us are experiencing those. So we're seeing it in our society. We're experiencing them. So having the knowledge of the kind of parenting approach that you want to use and again, like that childhood development, just that in itself can give you so much confidence. And then having the support, connecting with like-minded people, whether it's online. I know a lot of us struggle to actually meet like-minded people in real life. Um, Like I said, I'm very like naturally minded. It took me forever to find my mommy crew. (laughs) So just connecting with those people, whether it's in person, whether it's online, just creating connections. And a way to find in-person connections, I actually posted in a local mom's Facebook group. I was like, hey, this is where we live. We're looking for some like-minded friends. Who wants to come hang out? And that's I just totally put myself out there and I felt like such a weirdo. But I was like, I need friends. <laughs> so it worked and we met some amazing people. And then another piece of advice here would be don't take criticism from people you wouldn't go to for advice. And while there is, we can respect the wisdom and the experience or the wisdom that comes with experience because these people did raise us. We made it out alive. We're not totally messed up, (laughs) but we can just kind of set those boundaries within, like let them say what they want, you know, okay. In one ear, out the other, we don't have to take it to heart. And once they see, first of all, that you're doing things your way, a lot of times they'll lay off. And then once they see that it works, a lot of people start to actually pick up on what you're doing. And then again, that confidence, like our energy, it speaks for us. So if you are exuding confidence in this parenting style and this parenting approach, people are going to be way less likely to confront you or come up against you. But if you're feeling unsure and really 
just like weak about it, which is a normal starting place. Like I was totally there too. That's when people are really, I feel like they're way more likely to try to step in or overstep boundaries, that sort of thing. So, you know, you having your own traumatic childhood, what was that process like of of healing from that? And was that something that you had done before entering motherhood? Or was that something that kind of like re-sparked, you relived those childhood moments when you started to have kids of your own? What was that healing process like and, and how did you go about that? So it was a little bit of both. I had gone to therapy. Um, I was always interested in psychology from just my very first psychology class in high school. I remember learning about attachment theory and I was like, oh, that's part of why I'm messed up. And my whole life, I just, I totally thought I was messed up and that I was broken and couldn't be fixed really. And so I'd gone to therapy and it had helped. And then having kids just was healing in itself, making that decision like, all right, I cannot do to another person what was done to me. So a lot of it, even in the beginning, was acting, like acting like this parent that I wanted to be. And on the inside, not, I wasn't really a match on the inside. But the more I acted and was able to take on that role, the more it became authentic. And there was a lot of intentional growth. I'm actually right now taking a trauma-informed practitioner certification program. And we are diving deep into the healing ourselves. So I'm continuing on this journey. I'm a huge believer that healing is a continual process unless you're like a monk and reach enlightenment or something like that. But (laughs) I really believe it's a lifelong process. There's always going to be something, no matter what, like trauma is part of the human experience, whether it's my our instructor calls it like big T trauma and little T trauma. No matter what, there are traumas. There are things that are going on that are impacting us and that sort of thing. So there's always going to be something to overcome. We can always grow. We can always heal. And if this is resonating with anyone that's listening, you are not broken. You are not messed up. You you can heal and things can get better. And it's not always easy. Actually, it's really hard, (laughs) but I promise it's so worth it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with the fact that, you know, we always have room to grow and we're always continuously growing and going on that journey. And I think once we become more aware of it and we can see, you know, maybe where those parts in our life have been you know, trauma means something different to everybody. And you don't have to necessarily be traumatized to have experienced some sort of trauma. And I really feel like as we enter motherhood, like when you are birthing a child, your body's going through rapid changes. And whether you have like an amazing support system that is guiding you through that and you don't 
recognize it as a traumatic experience, that's wonderful. That's great. But like, if you're not being properly supported during that time, I feel like it can be seen more as a traumatic experience. And there are a lot of moms who will say that coming into motherhood, that identity change and everything along those lines was traumatic. And, you know, I think it does even root back sometimes to our childhood. And maybe there's fears surrounding that of how am I going to raise this kid? Like, how did my parents do it? Or like, what did they do? Or things like that, you know, like you're all of a sudden thrown into this new transition in your life. And it's different. It's going to be different. It should be different. And I think just like once we're able to like acknowledge that and like you were saying, just like actively choosing to do these things, like maybe you're acting or kind of like fake it till you make it almost sort of thing. Like you're pushing yourself through this transitional period until you get to that comfortable zone of, okay, this is how I want to be parenting. This is how I want to enjoy the relationship with my children. And it's hard whenever you start something new or try something different. It's going to, I mean, even if you compare it to just like running a race, like (laughs) when you go out for the first time, like maybe you make it a couple feet and you're already like panting and you're done and you're over it, you're sweating. But if you continuously work on it and and go for it like maybe you can run that 5k one day or a marathon or something if you feel like doing that but I think we have to give ourselves that like grace and patience working through every little step and again like just surround yourself with people that are gonna motivate you and encourage you to keep on going for those things that you want to see. Yes. Oh my gosh. You said so much good stuff there. (laughs) Like the transition into motherhood, nobody warns you about that. And I remember, even though it's like, I knew I wanted to be this really good mom and loving and not mess my kids up. I also remember feeling so lonely my old friends were all back at work because we all worked together. And so I was missing everyone. I didn't get to see anyone. And then when we did get to hang out, it was not really conducive to having a child around. And I'm like, why don't they care enough to like kind of cater to us or support us? And um, I was very, oh man, I I think that first like year and a half of motherhood was probably the loneliest period of my life. Yeah, it was hard. And it's also like you're becoming this new person and you have this new person in your life. And the thing is with parenting, it's going to be hard no matter what. Parenting is freaking hard, but it can kind of go in two ways. It's like you can put in the extra investment now to accept this hard work and do the work on yourself and put in the effort to be this gentle parent and regulate yourself and really create this really strong relationship with your kids. And it's still going to be hard or you can not. And 
it's just going to bring a different set of challenges for you. But either way, it's going to be hard. Um, yeah. And there's always different stages, especially in the newborn stage. It's like, oh, I got it. We've got it figured out. And then like two days later, they're going to change everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, they're growing so rapidly. They're going through all those sleep regressions and adjustments and then teething comes, you know, like it's not, it's not a slow progression. They change so much in that first year, first year and a half. And there's so much going on and so much of, you know, a learning curve if you've never really thought about it before. Or I encourage people to have conversations with their partner of, you know, how are we going to parent? What is this going to look like? You know, even before baby comes, because you don't want to have a two-year-old and you think like, oh, this is acceptable. And then your partner is like, no, that's not acceptable. We're not doing that because now you guys are on different pages and, and things like that. And what kind of things do you um, go through to discuss either co-parenting or parenting with your spouse, partner, things like that? Like how does that work in and get incorporated into your program? So with this respectful parenting approach, really our goals are to raise kids that are resilient and confident so that they really have the ability to navigate and overcome anything that life throws at them. And that includes relationships with others. We cannot control other people. And so we a big approach here or a big aspect here is having the confidence in this approach and that we are raising these kids so that they can overcome and respecting the relationship that other people want to have with our kids. You know, we can have the best of intentions, but we cannot do the work for them. We can't force them to have this certain relationship or to act in this certain way. And obviously there are boundaries here. There are certain things that would be absolutely unacceptable, but within reason, you respect the relationship that others want to create with your child. And that's, that's a big piece of advice. I wish I'd known at the beginning, I was doing all this hard work and I felt like everyone was just ruining it. <laughs> they, they didn't ruin it. <laughs> We're okay. <laughs> and then another thing is communication. And we, a big thing that I teach is called nonviolent communication. It's a book by Marshall Rosenberg. So good. Everyone should read that, but it's, it gives you this framework to really communicate, look at what you're needing and you're communicating in a non-confrontational way. So you can really support everyone's needs and then setting boundaries. And within my program, we actually have relationship therapists come in for several special calls where we really dive into all the relationship stuff and they get the chance to get the support from someone that is the professional in that realm. So that's another way that I give my mom is that support is we actually have someone certified. That's what she does. That's her that's her main thing. And she comes in and she teaches all the things and she's awesome. <laughs> That's great. 
What is one final piece of advice or words of wisdom or something that you wish you knew while entering motherhood or even while you were pregnant, just like what in the world was about to happen as you became a mom? Oh man, just one piece of advice. Um, Recognizing that this is a season and that you can do this. You will make it through this. I remember just so many different phases that felt so hard. And it was like, oh my gosh, is it going to be like this forever? Is he going to want to sleep on me forever? Am I never going to sleep again? Which, okay, I still haven't slept through the night in three and a half years. (laughs) But I remember, you know, just feeling like every little thing that was hard was always going to feel hard or that it was going to last forever. And it's not like you were saying, they change, things change so fast. So this is a season and you can and you will get through this. I love that. And then, you know, if we want to get in contact with you, reach out to you, like look into your program, where can we reach you? Where can we find you? What is all that information? The best place to find me is on Instagram. My username is Emily Mays, M-A-Z-E dot motherhood. And then you could send me an email too. It's Emily dot this crazy maze at gmail.com. But Instagram is the best way to find me. Well, thank you so much, you know, for coming on the show and really talking to us and having this conversation and giving us everything that you know and and just talking about parenting styles and navigating that with motherhood. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. I really enjoyed it. Well, this wraps up yet another episode of Entering Motherhood. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. And if you liked it, please share it with others who might also benefit from this information. If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience. You can also now find us on Instagram and Facebook at Entering Motherhood. 